You're listening to Whose Voices, a podcast from Whose Knowledge. Hi, this is Jake, and I'm at the Decolonizing the Internet's Languages conference, and I am sitting here with Anna. And uh, Anna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how that brought you to this conference? Sure. Hi, Jake. I'm Ana Alonso, and I'm from Oaxaca, Mexico. I belong to a Zapotec community, which is also a community that speaks an, in one of the indigenous languages that are spoken in Mexico. Uh, so what brought me to this conference? Well, I work with an uh, organization, a community-based organization, and we are creating content for the internet, basically the social media. And on that platforms, we are raising awareness about the language, about our culture, and that's that brought me here today. Uh, thank you for introducing yourself. How would you say that you and your community are using your language online? So I think that there are uh, maybe two uses that we are doing with the, or how we are using the internet. The first one, I would say that the diaspora community in Mexico and also in Los Angeles in California, they are using the, the internet and mostly Facebook to do uh, online transmissions or live transmissions to get connected with the local community. So they are basically streaming and doing a radio program using Facebook. And sometimes they use the language, sometimes they, they, they send messages in the language. And that's the way that the diaspora community and also the local community is using the internet. And all these interactions are oral. And in our group or the group I belong to, uh, we are using the internet to, uh, we are creating content, basically videos. We are also creating um, uh, pictures with some mes messages. And we are also translating some stories. Uh, we are using a platform that is uh, known as um, Storyweaver. And we are translating uh, stories for kids, and that's the way we are using the the, the internet. That's really interesting. Um, the next question I have is, uh, when you look online for your language, uh, what do you find? What exists? And also, what is missing? Well, when I look for my uh, for the name of my community or about our language, sometimes we find more information related to the culture and it's written in, in English and also in French and Spanish, but it's mainly written in, in, in English. And what exists? I think that what we have there or what, what it's in the internet about us, it's about our culture and not about the language. And we can't find information in the language, like written in our language. This language had a tradition, uh, writing tradition, but it was different to the writing tradition that we know like today. It wasn't a script. It was more like pictures conveying um, messages or phrases. So that written way stopped at, at some point in the past and it didn't continue. So now people is trying to write the language, but there are like a, no a convention way to represent the, the sounds of the language. So some people is trying to write the language, but we don't have those texts online, for example. 
I think that what it's missing is content about our language. It's missing a lot of content about the language, uh, not only videos, but also writing text. We can't also find audios if someone wants to listen how the Zapotec language sounds or how or a variety of Zapotec sounds. We can't find that in the internet. But now we are trying to put some audios, videos, also conversation and uh, written text on the internet. So I think that gets a little bit into the next question, which is, uh, what do you wish you could create in your language? And uh, also, what is blocking that from happening? So what we want to create or what we are creating, it's content that looks similar that uh, to the available resource for English or Spanish. So with that, I meant we want to have uh, maybe a web page that contains information about the culture, about the language, but in the language, not in Spanish, not in English, because we want that information for us. And we also want that information for maybe our sons or grandsons. So we want that information to be available for the next, for the next generations. I think that there are many things that blocks the creation of these materials. And one of those, uh, it's the, there are no people working with the language. So there are being a, a message towards the indigenous uh, communities and toward the indigenous languages that our languages doesn't have a grammar and that the, our languages are oral and they can be like written. So all the messages we are being receiving are only bad messages. And I think that it has been create a, a negative impact in the communities and in the population of speakers. So I think that one of the things or one of the most important things that are blocking the creation of more contents, it's all these negative impacts that people think about their own language. So they are not speaking the language anymore. They are not transmitting the language to the, to the, to the kids. So yeah, it's more the, the language attitude that it's blocking to work with the language or to preserve the language. So with your efforts to create and improve content, how is it working? Would you say that it's working? We have been doing this for three years. And I can say that now that we are on our third date, the change of the attitudes and mainly on the diaspora communities, we, we are seeing an impact. We are seeing an impact on these people claiming or reclaiming the language and saying, this is our language. We need to preserve it. Let's do something. And so we are having now like more people collaborating with us and saying what we can do, how we can help. So now we are trying to publish some materials and we are trying to collect some funds and people is willing to help is willing to help to have these materials and about the content and all the online content now i can say that at the beginning of our organization we start our, our team had like three person and now we are a, a group of seven and i think that this is because we are being like really pushing hard to create content and to say hey people we are here we need your help collaborate with us in any way you can. If you are a designer, if you are a video editor, if you are an audio editor, if you have skills on these things, just come and help us. We are sure that we can find something for you, but we need to collaborate. So that's what we are doing. It's great that you've seen a real shift in attitude and collaboration. Um, curious how that relates to your experience of being at the Decolonizing the Internet's Languages Conference. How are you feeling about being here? 
Well, I think that this is a great opportunity to hear how other or what other people is doing in the world. And I think that or my main interest is to come to the decolonizing the internet for indigenous languages. It's to to really think that what it's need to be done or how we need to shape or reshape the, the internet to be accessible for indigenous languages or languages that are not represented on the on the internet. I'm really looking forward to this second day of our uh, of our meeting and trying to think about how we can improve the internet and how we can add more content for indigenous language or for minoritized pol- populations that are not really well represented on the on the internet. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add or share? I know that English is one of the most spoken languages in the world. And I hope that if someone, uh, a Zapotec speaker or an indigenous person of a, of a given community in the world, if someone hears this, this podcast, would take, uh, this person will take a moment to think about their own language and uh, what this person wants for her or his language. And you take a minute to think about what are we doing to preserve our languages or uh, native languages or indigenous languages and what we can do. To, to keep these languages alive. Thank you so much for being with us and for sharing. <laughs>